Hi, I am Harriana Hook, and welcome to the Memoir of a Descendant Stand. We always start every podcast off with a Descendants quote. The Descendants quote of the day is, I'm the queen of this town, because the special guest for today is a queen. Today I have a special guest with me again. <laughs> I I really like having guests on my podcast, okay? Leave me alone. I do what I want. It's my fire shot. She is an artist who has a great love for dolls, anime, and K-pop. She always puts a smile on her face because she's just so beautiful inside and out. My favorite videos from her are, y'all remember Hatalia? <laughs> Facing my loneliness with Olivia the Pig. Shugo Chara, the Forgotten Magical Girl anime, and more unpopular Disney opinions. Please welcome Nanerol. Hey everybody, it's your girl Nanerol. Nicole, that was so sweet. <laughs> every time I do this, everybody be like, oh, that was a nice introduction. <laughs> <laughs> you make me feel like the Queen of England or something. Oh, you're gonna smile when I tell you what the Descendants quote of the day is, but I'll tell you that. Okay. So, um, Nanero, who are you and what do you do? Just introduce the audience to you. Hi, I'm Nanero and I make YouTube videos and I do art and I recently kind of started branching out on Instagram and doing content on there, kind of sharing my fashion because I think the way I dress is pretty cool. And um, my YouTube channel started as like a cartoon channel, but now I talk more about like anime, dolls, and even K-pop. And it's kind of just become an outlet to talk about pretty much everything I love. And um, I've been doing more traditional art, working with like polymer clay and doing candy jewelry, which is something I find very therapeutic and that I absolutely love doing. And yeah, that's pretty much what I do. Yeah, it's nice um, how me and Nanero like kind of became close is that um, in the Black cartoon community, it's very small and it was nice to find another Black woman that was a little closer to my age and we could relate on a lot of things. Like that's why I adore you and Anime Puff so much because like, like I knew who Anime Puff was before I met you. But, like, after I found both of y'all, I was just like, I freaking adore you. You're you're Black, and you're a woman, and you like cartoons just like me. Give me a hug. Like, I feel oh validated. I cannot believe, like, that we're friends. Though. That's still so crazy to me. A few days before she entered the cartoon community, I was, like, binging all her videos. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I love her. And then I see her in the VCC, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't even know what to say because she seems, like, so tough and um, girl i'm not anybody and i was like low-key intimidated by her but then we started talking and now we're friends and that's just so crazy to me you know, the weird thing about that is that a whole bunch of people didn't even realize that was me in there because um they, y'all were talking about miraculous ladybug one day so i was like oh yeah uh i most recently made a video about miraculous ladybug and then i sent my the link to my video and then all of y'all were like oh my gosh i love that girl her content's so great and i was like y'all do know that i am that girl and y'all were like oh my gosh that's her and i was just like i keep forgetting that's what everybody was like you need to change your nickname because you know my nickname on um discord is okay fish bait because it's something that harry hook said and i thought it was so funny and this is when i used to be like undercover on discord uh because i used to be like a gossip (laughs) i'm a mess i don't care no more i said what i said everything on the internet gonna stay there forever i said what i said i am a bit more cautious now that a lot of people know who i am on discord about like certain things i say but i don't care that's one thing about uh captain harry on hook i don't care I do not care. I do not care. I, I might have to care a lot more if I want to get into the Disney College program every oh, day. Yeah. Like every day, I have like the same three thoughts multiple times, yeah. and those thoughts are: Do I start an OnlyFans? Do I delete everything and wipe my face off the earth and rebrand rebrand myself as like the most basic milk toast person on the planet so I can get into the Disney College program with no problem, or? Do I prepare to immigrate to New Zealand as soon as I graduate college? Okay, I am, speaking of New Zealand, I'm very jealous 
right now. So am I. I my, <laughs> one of my closest friends lives in New Zealand and he's like, uh, just went to the store to pick up some grapes and I got to stand next to someone in line and I didn't have to wear a mask or social distance because New Zealand is COVID free. How's it going in America, Kayla? And I'm like, we're suffering. I'm wasting my 20s. I'm wasting my 20s. I'm wasting my college years in a pandemic. I don't appreciate news. I don't. In Florida, here in Florida, people are getting their college years in, like despite the pandemic. People are going. It's Florida. Are, I don't expect much. It's Florida. It's, I don't expect much from y'all. I don't. I don't. We, y'all, we tried to help y'all turn blue when y'all did it. See, yeah, Georgia, by the way, I'm not from Florida. I am from Orlando. I am not a Floridian. So yeah, just putting <laughs> that out in the universe. I don't know how y'all do that blue, that red state shit. We blue over here. I'm over here talking like we just turned blue last year in Georgia. I'm proud. Girl, that was like the happiest day ever. I screamed and like ran a laugh around the house. I was so oh my happy. gosh. I was so happy. I'm just I understand the entire thing where it's just like I've been having like a lot of thoughts running through my head. I hate how like we're at that age where like we are worrying about money a little bit too much. Like, I don't know. That age is like between 18 and 25. You all you feel like you're running out of time all the time. It's really freaking frustrating. Like yeah. I'm tired of waking up and worrying about money. That is just like the worst. <laughs> I'm tired yeah, of it. I know exactly how you feel. Yeah, because like this morning, like what we were talking about earlier today, as soon as I got up, I started working. And I was just like, and it's worse because like me and you like work from home. So yeah. it's like work is always on your mind. Like work is always on your mind. It's free. And then I'm going to be starting up my merch line, my shop soon. So that means I'm going to be work, 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 don't stop. Work, 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 don't stop. And I'm just like, I want to be successful, but I'm just like, I'm tired. I need to breathe. Like I've I- discovered so many like black owned small businesses on Instagram that have honestly just like I've been living for them. Yeah. Like there's a few that I followed for a while, like Adorned by Chi and Hard to Oh, I'm subscribed to Adorned by Chi's mailing list, but I have yet to buy something. I'm gonna go buy something. I'm trying to support all like the black owned businesses because, like, you know, I'm starting up my own black owned business. I am a black owned business. Harriana Hook is a black owned business. I got two shirts from Adorned by Chi. I got the one where she collaborated with Sanrio, the Hello Kitty shirt. Yeah. And since you know I love Hello Kitty and I have I so love Hello Kitty too. Stuff, like, that is just such a cool thing for me to have. And then I got the shirt that says black and proud on it. And it's real cute. And, oh and from Hard Decora, I got a cute little pink beanie with a pom-pom on it, and it has tired embroidered on it, and it looks really cute. And I found this other brand called YVA Expressions, and it's like a Black-owned, anime-inspired makeup brand. Wait, is this, it's not, like, her name, it's not Mocha K Beauty, not that one, right? No. Okay, because that's a Black-owned, inspired makeup I brand. Otaku Baby and then YVA Expression. And I was going to buy from all three of them, but Mocha K and Otaku Baby were pretty much all sold out by the time yeah, I Yeah, like, oh my gosh. I really want, I really want Otaku Baby's Lewd Girl palette, but they were all sold out, and I'm just sitting here like... Girl, Mocha K Beauty, okay, she literally, like, I've been, like, because I'm, like, been starting up my own business and things like that. I have been, like, binging, like, all her content. It is so helpful, and I am so proud of her. Like, I literally watched her video. She was talking about how everything sold out, like, in the first day, and I was just, like, goals right there. I'm manifesting it. I'm praying on it. That's going to be me one day. It's going to be me one day. And then I found this other brand which does like apparel and clothing and they're called Nerd Squared and they have this one, they have this really cute like anime hoodie that I really want and then they have this other shirt that says black educated and broke but broke is crossed out and it says blessed on it. Blessed. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm just like. I'm trying to stop saying I'm broke. Like I'm stop, I'm not going to be speaking that damnation over myself no more because the more I kept saying I was broke, the more broke I was and I was just like, no, we have rich minds. <laughs> I have control over my money. Yeah. And I did not spend $30 thrifting a couple days ago. I, I didn't. I'm over here like, I want to support all these Black-owned businesses. And then I remember I have a web show that I need to film. So we, we oh, Jesus. 
like I said, I know we're going to be good. Like, I know God got me and the universe got me. I know I'm good with all of that. I'm like, we're financially stable for the show. But like, it's that sense of worry that I keep worrying about. Where it's just like, yeah, you're fine. You already have the money to make the show. But at the same time, I'm just like, but what if something happens? I'm like, stop, stop thinking that. Nothing's going to happen. I'm sure it's going to go fine. Thank you for speaking positively on me. Okay, let's go ahead and move on to like uh, one of the main questions I had for you. So I mentioned your Olivia video earlier, how that was like one of my favorite videos from you. Um, it was my favorite because it resonated with me and it made me feel things. Like all of y'all in the black cartoon community make me feel things. But what made you want to make that video in the first place? Like how did you even come up with that idea to talk about Olivia the Pig? I was actually binge watching Backyard Against one day, and for some reason, for one episode of Backyard Against, Backyard Against didn't like autoplay an episode of Olivia did. And I was watching it, and I'm just like, wow, I remember having such a, a weird relationship with this show when I was younger. And I'm just like, shit, I'm coming back to YouTube. I should just make a video about it. It always be like, you with something, it's like, I should make a video on that. Then you write it down and probably don't come back to it. <laughs> and when I rewatched it, like I teared up a little because I genuinely don't remember getting that, like that deep and that personal with it. I'm like, okay, that's literally me with this, fr this freaking that's a raven video. <laughs> I wasn't booing my eyes out earlier when I was working on this outline. So I feel you on that. I understand. I like understand. that part where I broke it down and I was just like, I was never Olivia. I was Francine. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> like, uh, you, did you watch my Tylee video? Yeah, I did. Yeah, where I was like, oh, I want, I thought I was tough. And I was like, you were not tough, bitch. You are Tylee and you need to accept it. <laughs> I, I hate it. Between, if like Tylee, May, and Azula kind of like fusion hot into one thing, I feel like it would be me. I have like a little bit of all of each, them. A little bit, but Tylee and me is like literally like, we're the same person. We just don't, she's just Asian and I'm black. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I want to know like about your Olivia video. You said you realized you were Francine. What? I know you explained it in your video, but could you tell the Pretty audience much, about like when how? I was younger. I had like this weird relationship with the show because I was jealous of this cartoon pig because she had a very similar personality to me. She was outgoing and creative and kind of loud and expressive and she was just like me. But unlike me, she got to do all the things that I never got to do. She had friends. She went on field trips. She went to the beach. She had a good relationship with her parents. She had a pet. She did all these things that I wanted to do, but I Must just be nice. never do. Must be nice. <laughs> I have to say, I'm jealous um, still of Olivia. When I was re-watching it again, I realized that even though Olivia and I had similar personalities, that my experience was closer to Francine's because Francine's character was more sheltered. She lived in a nice house with strict parents. She wore like a school uniform outfit. She didn't get dirty very often. The one episode that really stuck out to me was when they went camping and Francine was like, wow, I've never done any of this stuff before in my life. And when I was younger, I thought that Francine was the mean character. But when I watched it back again, she wasn't mean. She yeah. was just different and she had a different lifestyle from everyone around her. And therefore, it kind of isolated her from everyone else in the show. And it kind of made me think of her as, like, the mean girl. But when I look back on it, my lifestyle was really close to Francine's. And my experiences were more like hers. And maybe my life being so different from that of, like, a normal elementary schooler in my area is what kept me from connecting with people and making friends easier. Because I didn't have an Olivia that was willing to get to know me beyond the weird organic lunches and weird school uniforms my mom made me wear when I was going to like a non-uniform school. Yeah, that happened to me too. Uh, I only went to a non-uniform school for one year and I was in pre-K and my parents always made me wear a uniform and I hated it. And I was like, why can't I wear regular clothes like the rest of the kids? And I, I, I just didn't that. get it. I, I, I cried one day because I couldn't wear regular clothes. You know, you're over here tearing up right now. 
it wasn't because of my clothes. It was because um, it was kindergarten. I remember it like it was yesterday. My mom will always put my hair in like these two braids. And yeah, now I wear my hair in two braids and kind of reclaim the hairstyle because it looks cute. Yeah. But when I was younger, I didn't think anything of it until one girl said that your hair is only, you're only pretty if your hair is straight. Oh, and yeah. I started like bawling my eyes out and I took my hair out of the braids and I was like trying to brush it down to make it straight and I couldn't and it was just awful. My mom had to pick me up early from school because I was so distraught over that. You really almost got me. I'm like kind of crying right now. Like, well, I was No, because it made me, it reminded me of um, when I uh, watched The Witch uh, during December. Um, and it's um like you said like feeling jealous of a character and it's this one character in which i'm sorry for crying i'm crying on my own podcast what is wrong with me it's your own podcast you can cry if you want who's gonna stop you it's been like a really emotional day for me like i was telling you about earlier but um which is like i told i mentioned in the video about how um when i was little i didn't really remember anything about the show because like i got banned from watching it and my mom took my book and all that so i rewatched it in december and it's this one character in it that i love so much named irma and she's like at the top of my kin list and it's like me and irma literally act the same like we both got that loud like loud mouth don't care what nobody <laughs> say we say whatever and whatever I, I love Irma we were very very similar but what hurt me so much like about Irma is that she people liked her people didn't like me like when I was yeah in yeah I know exactly how yeah, you know. That's exactly people how liked I Irma people didn't like me and I was just I was jealous like I love Irma I think she's great but like during that time period of when I watched it, I was like, I love this girl, but I just can't help but feel jealous of her because I was like, I really would have been like, is this, I don't know, like, you know how we relate to our lives a lot to like cartoons and things like that. Like you and Olivia, it just hurt for me to see. And I was just like, if I, I was like, if people actually accepted me for who I was there, because everybody was accepting of Irma, and I was also really jealous because it was one part where uh, it was in Happy Birthday, Will. That's the name of the episode, which is one of my favorite episodes of which um, Irma's. Uh, well, okay, they threw a surprise party for the girl Will at Irma's house, and her parents always her parents were cool with it and things like that. And I was so jealous because I was like, okay, I already identified with this girl, but I was like, I was not allowed to have parties. I was not allowed to Same. go to parties. I was never allowed to have parties. Yeah. I never had friends over. Yeah, like in my house. I've, I've I never know. had like a party party. Like I've had like a dinner party, and I didn't have a dinner party until I was like seventeen years old. And We've I've never only, even done that. Yeah, like, I've only ever had two. My boyfriend that I've dated for like a year has never been inside my house, like except the foyer. He has never like stepped foot past yeah. that um, area. None of my now friends ever. Yeah, none of my COVID, friends have ever been in my house. I've been over to his family's house and they love me and I've eaten dinner with them. And he was like really confused on why I was like so weird out at like, how I guess accepting his family was is just having me yeah. over. He's just like, yeah, me and my sister have friends over like all the time. And I'm like, yeah, like, that never was a part of my experience growing up. Yeah. yeah it just hurt. Like, cause I was like, I said, I know that my friends have ever stepped foot in this house. It really like, but Irma, I like I said, I adore Irma so much, but like I hate the fact that I was jealous of her during this entire month of watching this show because it's just when I saw her, I saw me, but then I also saw I was like, if all of that stuff didn't happen to me when I was in middle school, if people actually liked me for who I was, if I actually fit in, I was like, would my life have been similar to our life like you, you just can't yeah i know exactly think. what you mean you just can't help but think it it's like i love witch i highly recommend that you guys watch witch and go watch my witch video because it's actually i put so much hard work into that video and, and get that many views i don't care i feel like it'll pick up in like the months to come because it's like there were already two other witch videos and you know the one that that white man made <laughs> yeah 
that right <laughs> and it's like my witch video is like nothing like theirs and i feel like people are gonna watch it later because sometimes people were telling me that they were really appreciative of a black girl thinking about witch and i was like yeah maybe later people will be appreciative of it too but that's really interesting that was like wow out of all the shows you resonated with a talking pig like it's the thing i wasn't really allowed to the thing is like, I was only real, really allowed to watch Nick Jr. and PBS Kids up until, like, uh, the eighth grade. Really, that and, like, Smile of a Child, which, if you don't know, is a Christian kids TV network. Smile and of all a, the shows are did you just say Smile of a Child? Yes. I, I, I'm gonna look this up. I'm gonna look this up when we're done, because I'm just like, Smile of a Child? Wait, yeah. did you watch Sprout? Yes, I did watch Sprout. Okay, I actually enjoyed a lot of stuff on Sprout. Like, I remember when I was in middle school, like I said, I couldn't go nowhere in middle school. So all I did, like, on the weekends was just flip through the channels. I really did enjoy Sprout. Like, some of that stuff on there slept. Pingu was For me, funny. it was a vortex on CW on the weekends. That I would yeah. watch Sonic X. I would write... There was, Sonic like... Sonic X is a disaster. Show. I love Sonic X, but, like, for the wrong reasons. <laughs> there was this one show, and I can't remember the name of it, it was like two robots. Little robot? I no, there's a show there... called Little Robots, but um No God, I'll have to look into it. But like I said, when I was younger, I really only watched like Dick Jr. PBS Kids because my parents were uncomfortable with me watching shows with characters who were older than me because they didn't want me to like be influenced by that. And it I did get teased for watching like Backyard Again in the third grade and stuff, but it never really bothered me because I genuinely was enjoying what I was watching. Like, I would rather watch Tiny Planets with Bing and Bong than Hannah Montana any day. Hannah Montana has issues, okay? I should probably, like, fix it. Nicole, have you ever, like, watched Tiny Planets? Oh, no. Like, I hate, I know what Captain Planet is, and I hated that. Captain Planet oh my is God. horrible. Don't watch this show. Oh, my God. We have to watch Tiny Planets eventually. It literally, uh -huh. it does not feel like it's part of this universe. I cannot believe that show was made on Earth. It's, Tiny it's Planet. such a trip. Wait, did you ever watch Bearsane Bears? I love Berenstain Bears. I like the Berenstain Bears. I had the books, too, and then I had, yeah. like, the Berenstain Bears Golden Rule books, which yeah. were, like, the Christian Berenstain Bear books. It's just like middle school, like oh we're about to cry again. Like middle school is really that was like my lowest point. Like I tell people like the worst year of my life was like 2011. And like I said, like I said, really the only two things that really got me through that year were like camera voice and shake it up. Those two things. And it's like I literally went to TV to escape from like everything I was dealing with at that time period. Like I said, it's so strange. For me, what? it was like, hard to do that because everything that I kind of escaped to in middle school, my parents kind of like got a hold of and took from me. Yeah. Like first it was like watching anime and drawing and then my parents started like looking through my sketchbook or monitoring what I was watching. And I kind of talked about that in the intro of the Shugo Chara video. I kind of like played it off yeah. as a joke. But yeah. literally in order for me to watch my favorite show, I had to sneak out of my room grab the gen like the old like gen one brick ipad yeah you get back into my room and hide in my closet because my door wasn't locked and lock the closet from the inside just to like watch my show and that was a weird experience yeah, i was not allowed to lock my door i wasn't allowed to lock my bedroom door until i was probably about like i don't know i couldn't lock it at all when i was in high school and then like when i was in college um, my parents still told me that they didn't want me locking my door, but, like, I'm grown. I don't care. I lock the door. Like, sometimes they understand it. I just kind of want to be alone sometimes, and I don't want to be interrupted. And they know that I work from home now. So I feel like that's part of the reason why my parents don't unlock my door anymore, because I work from home. And usually I am working, working, and I'm like, please don't interrupt me, because they be fucking up in here sometimes. It's Yeah, fun fact. Do you... The story of how my lock got taken off my door is so funny, like, when I think about it, because I think my parents really overreacted, and it's just, like... Parents it's so always overreact about everything. So, I was obsessed with Sonic growing up, right? And um, I used to use the computer at night after I finished all my schoolwork to look up pictures of Sonic characters to put yeah. into my, and I quote, handmade Sonic character encyclopedia. And every time I updated, I would print out a new version that of it. That is cool. Like, hey, I'm amazed by that. You're cool as hell. 
Girl, I should and, make one of those. Like, I'm really interested now. I want to make one. And I started um, moving into Mario because I had just gotten Super Mario Galaxy. So I just got really obsessed with Mario again. And I, for each character, I had a picture for the Sonic characters of how they progressed from like a baby, a teen, and then now an adult. Because with the Sonic comics, you kind of saw all those stages. Yeah. So one day I was looking, what was I looking up? I was looking up teenage peach and amy that was the exact search result i did not get teenage amy the hedgehog and teenage princess peach i got and i was like freaking out and right at that moment my parents walked in and they see like little <laughs> nine-year-old me sitting on a, two pillows so i could reach the computer with just a screen full of porn no, I got like a okay. Uh, and they went to my room, they took the lock off my door, they started like calling all of the parents and like my, I'm like our church friend circle so and being mean. like, that is so wrong. Have your child looked at it? It was so extra. And I did not get my lock back on my door until sophomore year of high school. <laughs> no, that reminded me of, um, Okay, I was telling D'Angelo, D'Angelo of Hats Off Media. <laughs> that's, what, that's what we're talking about. I was talking to um, him because it, uh, we was talking about that episode of Brace Face where uh, she discovered porn by accident because she like- Wait, that's an, I've never watched Brace Face before. What in the No, that, that's, that's like, okay, you know, it's Canada. It's Canadian. That's why. It's I watch a lot of Canadian shows, but I never watched Brace Face. Oh, I just don't think it was- on it's any like, of the channels that I watch. Yeah, the thing is, like, I watched Braceface with the cable Disney Channel, but I was talking to D'Angelo, it was, like, one of the episodes where, um, uh, Sharon found porn by accident, and, uh, it's because she, like, spelled something wrong, or she worded something really weird, and I was like, oh my gosh, this reminds me of the first time I ever seen porn before, because it was, uh, I was trying to look up, like, pictures of Starfire, because I was like, Starfire is, like, my favorite superhero ever, and, like, Aww. this is when I was, like, I was like high, high obsessed with Teen Titans. I was probably about fifth grade. Yeah, this I was like 10, 11 year old me. And I was looking up just pictures of Starfire. You know how it is when you're a kid and you're just bored. So you just look up pictures and stuff. And um, please tell me why I saw Starfire's Cooch Cooch. <laughs> and oh, it no. was like star bolts coming out of it. <laughs> and oh, it no. was like, people, people are disgusting. I was just like, I knew it wasn't right because like I always knew Starfire was a child and I was just like I don't feel great about this it's just weird so um yeah from that point on I didn't really search up Starfire no more but then when I went on YouTube and people would make AMVs like you remember like the bootleg AMVs back then AMVs back then are nothing like how they are now oh my god there's this one AMV that's literally burned into my mind and it is a AMV of all the girls from Sonic the Hedgehog with the song um, I think it's Sexy Naughty Bitchy sexy, by the naughty, Pussycat Dolls. No. And I remember that it's burned into my mind. Oh, I, I legit, I, I'm still like obsessed with that song, Sexy Naughty Bitchy. I, I used to like, I was in middle school. I used to watch like all the AMVs for that song, Sexy Naughty Bitchy, anime versions. Sexy Naughty, they did one with Dexter's Laboratory. Let yes. me find, let me, if it's still on YouTube, I'm going to like literally. They did one with OG. They did one with Aljama oh, Jodormi. They did one with Teen Titans. They did the one with Sugar Chara. Uh, I'll tell you, everyone had their own sexually naughty bitchy. They did one with Totally Spies. They did one with the Disney one. The Disney one is still up. It's another one that, like, everybody, like, I think there was one for Witch, too. There was an, oh my gosh. The one from Dexter's Laboratory is the one I think that took me out the most. They had one for Total Drama. They had one for 16. Literally every single one. Everybody had one. What, did it come up? Did it come up? Oh my gosh. I'm like actually looking it up. Yeah! It's still there. No, you know the chipmunks? Alvin and the chipmunks? They used to... They did it with like Alvin and the Chipmunks with the Chipettes, and it was like Britney, Janet, and Eleanor. Like people, I I don't know what was wrong with me. I used to go down the sexy naughty bitchy rabbit hole. Like I don't know what it what. Did you just send it to me? Yeah. Did you really just send it to me? No, not yeah, no, no, no. 
Okay, I'm watching. <laughs> no, I'm not this. If I can still find any of the ones that I watched, I'm gonna send them all to you, and you're gonna watch them all. Okay. <laughs> I think this literally gets us like perfect. This is like perfect timing for my next questions. We're talking about fandoms, okay? You okay. Ready? What was your first fandom? Do you remember? Uh, definitely Sonic. Sonic. I have such a funny story with like my experience with the Sonic fandom, and I actually don't think I've told you it before. So. I grew up loving Sonic the Hedgehog. I saw one episode of Sonic X and fell in love. I have literal several journals full of handwritten Sonic fan fiction from when I was a child. My not one journal, not two journals. There are four journals in a drawer in my room at my parents' house that is full of Sonic fan fiction. And once I got my hands on the internet, I was I absolutely lost it and I found out about all the different Sonic games, I found out about the Sonic comics, I found out about all the Ken Penders characters that I got super attached to then found out everything that happened with that. I found that out like late last year and I literally cried because I thought that all these characters were good characters and I love the Knuckles side plot but like everyone hates it and I'm like wow. <laughs> the hot Knuckles! You remember that? I was like freaking the thing out. About it, it's like I bet I need to rewatch Sonic X. There's so many shows that I want to rewatch, especially like Bakugan is like up there right now that I really just want to rewatch it for some fucking reason. Sonic X is like the one show where it's just like I want to rewatch it, but I keep seeing people talk mad shit about it. I'm just like, was this show not good? Like all I remember where it was like, oh, okay. The only thing I can remember is. Amy and Sonic's like relationship. <laughs> I remember the Metarex saga really vividly. I remember the episode where they were in like a martial arts fighting contest, and for some reason, Rouge and Knuckles wanted to like fight under an enclosed tent where no one could see them. And like me and my friends would joke, like, oh, they weren't fighting in there, they were just having sex and making fighting noises. They were freaking sweat. Okay, they, the writers, the team, you know how they even talk about how adults make this stuff. They knew exactly what they were doing when they made that scene with the sexual in the windows. Y'all know. <laughs> y'all know what y'all was doing. I know you, like, removed, like, Rouge's cleavage in the American version. That girl ain't got no titties. They just took him away. No, that reminds me. Oh, it's a scene from Dexter's Laboratory where, like, the mom and dad are, like, playing Twister. And uh, it looks like they're, like, having sex. And so they pan down and you see they're playing Twister. And I was like, adults know what they're doing when they ask this shit at the kid shows. Like, y'all are slick. Y'all are not saying it is weird because that goes over our heads when we're little, and then when we get older. But then when you like, watch it when you're older, you're like, Jesus Christ. Shoot. Big City Greens. It's so many. I love Big City Greens. If you ever get the chance to watch that, please do. That's interesting. Sonic the Hedgehog. Wait, was it just Sonic the Hedgehog or was it just Sonic X? It was like all of Sonic the Hedgehog because I saw one episode of Sonic X on the Vortex on the CW, and then. I know that there were Sonic shows on Netflix at the time, so I asked my dad to pull up Netflix, like OG Netflix, where you had to add stuff on your list on, like, a computer or something, and then it would show up, like, on the Roku or on our Blu-ray player, because we had Netflix on our Blu-ray player for some reason, so I started binge-watching The Avengers of Sonic the Hedgehog, um, Sonic Underground, and what was the other one? Sonic Sat AM. And yeah. out of all those three, Unpopular Opinion, Adventures was my favorite because I've always just loved, like, gag comedy shows. Yeah. So I just like laughing and seeing, like, stupid things happen, and that one will always be my favorite. With Sonic Underground being a close second because, like, Sonic, his brother, and his sister are all voiced by Jaleel White, and they uh, all Not Urkel! Not Urkel! Not Urkel! And I can't watch, um... Family Matters without hearing Urkel as Sonic the Hedgehog, I'll be like, wow, that guy sounds like Sonic. Oh, wait. It is Sonic. <laughs> it's weird. Like, my first, I remember, it was like, weird. It all, like, happened kind of, like, at the same time. Like, fandoms, like, in back then are, like, nothing like how fandoms are now. Because fandoms are toxic now because you actually talk to people. But, um... Back then, I think my, I know for sure, my first, like, three fandom fandoms was, of course, Teen Titans, mm -hmm. um, then it was Total Drama, and then it was the Chipettes. Like, you know, the Chipettes. I was in the Chipettes phase. Oh, oh, you too? Oh, okay, let me, okay, we're gonna have a dream about the Chipettes last night, okay. dead ass. Let me go, oh, I'm gonna tell you about my Chipettes phase. I was I like. I you about my Sonic phase. Girl, slow down. I, 
I thought we was done talking about the Sonic phase. Oh, no, I didn't even get to the juicy part. Oh, no. <laughs> so basically, when I got on the internet, I found out about Sonic 06. And you know how everyone thinks Sonic 06 is a bad game? I literally thought Sonic 06 was the best thing on the planet. Yeah. And I would like be like, oh my god, Sonic 06 is my favorite Sonic game. It has the best story. It has the best animation. It has the best gameplay. It's simply the best. And I will watch, like, the Sonic animated short, like, scene on YouTube in, like, 2010, 2011 was absolutely popping. And I really miss that time because Sonic Shorts, a legitimately funny Sonic-based animated series, Ask the Sonic Heroes, is still going today. And then there was this one mini series called Sonic High School that had two episodes okay, that were that. Animated, and I absolutely <laughs> loved it. But then shit hit the fan when I found DeviantArt. Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel like, okay, that reminded me of Kiki told me something about that. They told me they were just talking about like their DeviantArt stuff. And I was just like, is DeviantArt as hell as much as it sounds? Because every time I hear somebody talk about DeviantArt or 4chan, it just sounds like hell, right? Yeah, so I found DeviantArt, and I found out on DeviantArt there was this tool, someone made a Flash game called the Sonic Carry Maker, where you could make a Sonic character. So I would just make characters in the Sonic Carry Maker and upload them to DeviantArt. But it's not even like I did it properly, because I didn't know how to use the snipping tool. So I would take full screenshots of my entire desktop, paste that into Microsoft Paint, and then proceed to upload it without cropping it or anything. Upload that shit on DeviantArt. Wait, let me send you my old DeviantArt page because you will not believe it until you see it. You will not believe this until you see it. You had a Sonic the Hedgehog phase. How did I not notice about you? How did I not? The thing about it is that we literally just both found out we both had a chip at space. I thought I was the only person, like, because, okay, the thing about it is that the chip ants have, like, you know, you have the chipmunks and then you have the chip ants. And it's like we literally only care about, okay, have you, okay, were you like this? Tell the truth. You only cared about Alvin Simon and Beardore when they had something to do with the chip ants? Yeah. Okay, that was me. That was me. And I don't know. I think it's because I was like at that age, because you know, I was a girl, young girl. And you know how you think boys are icky and things like that. I really I really kind of only resonated with other like female characters to identify with. I didn't really start identifying with male characters until I got older because I did realize that when I got older, I related to Theodore. Out of the most out of every way in the chipmunks, I related to Theodore. But I remember like I didn't when really the, care about the when, boys. Um, I, Alvin the Chipmunks, the Squeakwool came out. Oh, the Squeakwool. We don't talk about the Squeakwool now. <laughs> oh my god, I loved that movie and I thought it was so freaking cool. The Squeak. Okay, the main reason I was I didn't care about the first Alvin and the Chipmunks <laughs> because the uh, the chipmunks weren't in it. And then once they announced the album and Chip was the squeakle, the girls are gonna be in. I was like, oh, here, the movie of the Yes, and they look so cute. I remember I even have like the little junior novels that they sold at the Scholastic Book Fairs. I have the Alvin and the Chipmunks Squeakle official published junior novel with full color pictures <laughs> from the movie. Wait, I really gotta know about the chip ant phase that you were saying. No, no, look look at my deviant chart. Look at my old deviant. Hey, look, we're rolling. We're doing a podcast. This is this isn't a regular phone call. We can't do that. I know. I God, it's I have the worst disaster. I have the most ghetto podcast ever. It's always something like this happening. It's a disaster. No. It's like Gordon Ramsay's disaster trout. It's disaster deviant. I, I'll look at it after we finish. <laughs> This is the most ghetto podcast ever. How dare you? But yeah, you? my Chipettes phase was literally, I would hardcore listen to, like, the soundtrack of the Squeakle and Shipwreck, like, um, whip my tail. I whip my um, tail back and forth. I whip my tail back and forth. Uh, Survivor. Uh, So What? No, um, okay, I gotta tell you about how the Chipettes phase was before the, yeah, their movie came out. It was, okay, di- okay. I used to be like, I loved um, The Great Chipmunk Adventure. You've seen The Great Chipmunk Adventure, right? Yes. Amazing movie. Uh, I'm in a chipmunk. The Wolfman. Was Wolfman the one? Was it Wolfman or Fr- I think it was Wolfman, the one that the chipmunks were in. 
I watched that mainly because they were in it. I didn't really care too much for Frankenstein because the girls were in it. Mm-hmm. Back then, like I remember, somebody uploaded all the episodes of the Alvin and the Chipmunk series, the '90s show, onto yeah. YouTube, and I only watched the episodes with the chipmunks in it. Like that's it. I did not. I mean it when I said I did not care about Alvin, Simon, or Theodore. If it wasn't the chipmunks, I did not give a fuck. And literally, they would have AMVs. Um, just they had a sexy naughty bitchy. They did. Mm-hmm. Um, they had an every time we touch, and they would do the chipmunk versions of songs with the girls singing them. When really you just change the pitch. They had disgusting fan art. Like, oh my gosh, I cannot get over it. It was like this really, really nasty Alvin and I've Brady seen fan art. That's fan art. I have seen the same some... time. I saw some really nasty Rainbow Bright fan art. Not even Rainbow Bright is safe. No, it's like weird because like Alvin and Chipmunks has always had like nasty fan art since like the mid two thousands. Mm-hmm. Okay, but now it's just kind of like I hate how weird fan art has kind of been like normalized a little bit. Like we're kind of used to seeing it because it's so fucking gross. It really bothers me. Like some of the lewd, sexualized fan art they'll draw of My Hero Academia characters, and I'm like, those are children in high school. Okay, my main thing is um. When it comes to fan art, I don't care if it's nasty if they're adults. If they're adults and you draw nasty pictures of adults, I'm fine. Because I saw Dave, Dave Savelle fan art and it was nasty. But Dave is grown. So I didn't care. I didn't care. Not only are the chipmunks and the chipettes children, they're, they're animals. animals. <laughs> no, they like humanized them. They humanized them and then they drew them. And I was like, it would be okay if it wasn't a freaking child. It's an animal. Like they, I understand like drawing the people as humans. Cause I, I like that when they like draw the characters as if they were human. Cause they do it all the time with making them go to good ball. It's, it's a fine line between that because a lot of people use that as an excuse to sexualize the kids like that's my main problem with the gumball fandom is that so many of the fans sexualize the kids and it's disgusting i feel like people forget that people in cartoons are children like yeah it's really disgusting like don't don't get me started like total drama like those are minors those are minors do not be talking about how fat you think lashana's ass is that is nasty go directly to jail do not pass go do not collect two hundred dollars yeah but like have you ever watched the 90s chicklet show though i've seen like clips of it i don't think i've ever watched a full episode (laughs) oh i loved it i'm mad like um i think somebody can give me the show if i ask but i've been wanting to rewatch it because like i said i was lonely didn't really have friends and things like that and like watching like the chipmunks and all that i felt like i had friends i felt like britney eleanor and Jeanette were my friends (laughs) I felt that way about backyard again. <laughs> the backyard, okay. The backyard again slaps though. Okay, this show slaps. That show shaped my taste in music. I will still bust down to some of the episodes, bust like down. some of the songs and some of the episodes in backyard again. You will see me throwing ass like Stop. on the floor. Be with the uh, every time the chip at saying in the ninety shot. I be throwing it back. I'm like, yes, Brittany, yes, Jeanette, yes, Eleanor, sing it. Like those kids in backyards could sing. Oh yeah, you know, um, it's canon that Uniqua was voiced by a black girl. I was like, yep, Yep. Unique was black. We knew she was black. Your black yardigans is actually a lot of thing about these preschool shows is that even. But did you just say the black yardigans? No, I said the black. (laughs) Okay, we can go with the black yardigans though. Like I said, black black yardigans and Austin. Sorry, it's just I have like hard time like pronouncing like certain like consonants. No, I do too. I'm just like if we're gonna call it the black yardigans, we will call it the black yardigans. We that show. That is our show. The black black yardigans. Anyway, but the black yardigans. Austin was black. Oh. Oh, Austin was the white boy. That's why he was barely there. Name one <laughs> black person you know named Austin, Nicole. Oh, I know. I know uh, two Austins. Yeah, I went to high school with two boys named Austin. I've only met, I've met at least seven white Austins. I've never met a black Austin. Uh, I, I, I went to school with white Austins. The thing about me is like, I went to school with black kids. So a lot of the black kids, you know how it is where parent, uh, parents be giving their kids white-ass names because they think, like, if they give them a black-sounding name, it's going to hinder them in life. That's what my, my name's Nicole. Um, my name's Harry to y'all, though. 
but my, that's know. my that's my name that's my legal name um my parents did kind of do the same thing with me and I was really shocked when I found out that Michaela is like a white name and yeah. I remember finding that out like recently and sitting there like yeah people used to tell me I had a white girl's name and I was just like y'all are mean y'all are mean but yeah like a lot of kids I went to school with had like white ass names like I met so many black Sarahs I have met so many Sarahs of color. I'm telling you, you'd be surprised. You'd I still really have yet surprised. to meet a black Dixie. Ashley? Like, a Dixie? No, no. Never a Dixie. But yeah, I I know of, like, so many black kids with, like, white-ass names. I never met a black Kyle, though. No black Kyles, though. I met a black Kyle before. Oh, no. Ew. Was he Kyle Kyle? He was, like... Get, he was like stinky sweaty gamer yeah. Kyle and I think he yeah. had a crush on me that's Kyle that's Kyle for He's you nasty. that's Kyle also can we talk about are, are you on TikTok a lot Nicole okay I used to be like on TikTok a lot like in like last like from like November to August uh, like November 2019 to like August 2020 I used to stay on TikTok all the time but then August is when my YouTube channel started taking off and I've been focusing so much of my time and attention to my YouTube channel I've not really been active on TikTok and I'm kind of upset about that but what about TikTok? Okay how off how much did you know about like the cosplay anime kind of like e-girl scene? Oh I was there for that I was there for that era so is it just me or do you find it weird how all these girls saw it as like a badge of honor that there were creepy guys like in their dms oh yeah that's were, like, nothing that's like, nothing to be happy it's not something to be proud of it's okay the thing about me being in your dms it's annoying it's really annoying that's the main thing i hate about having a following on social media is that men see this like it's an opportunity to talk to you and i'm just like first of all if I didn't have no followers, if I didn't have my views and whatnot, you would not be wanting to talk to me. Like, nah, you think I'd be any other little Jenny from the block, you would not be trying to talk to me. Like, and the thing about it is that, like, I, why do niggas be so comfortable asking you for money nowadays? Like, this one dude, like, hit me up, he was like, so, he's like, you got a car and a job? Why? For what? But the thing about it is that, like, Having men in your DMs, it's nothing to brag about because life about a 10, these, these, they ain't shit. They, they ain't shit. <laughs> like, that's yeah, nothing I, to I brag about. Not like really weird. I remember at the time, it low key made me feel bad about myself because I didn't have anyone in my DMs. I'm just like, wow, I must be really fucking ugly if even like nasty old men don't want me. Oh, no. I hate It's honestly really annoying it's disgusting it's weird because i have like the nasty old men and then i have dudes from like other schools that didn't know me like that like every dude at my school hated me or they would be like oh god like please. i didn't start getting dudes from my school in my dms until i went to college <laughs> like when i was gone i was like that's how i know a lot of the dudes was like embarrassed to be around me but now you want to hit me up now that school's done okay men are weird it's like really really weird it, I, ugh, but that's nothing to brag about and like a lot of these little tiktok girls a lot of them seek male validation they do they do it's, it's so concerning like how many girls especially in like the anime and cosplay and e-girl scene are willing to start an only fans as soon as they turn 18 oh like okay. i was one of those girls i'm going to i don't want to go into too much detail about this because that's literally what my video for my birthday is going to be about how i was groomed by the internet Oh, yeah. And how that, like, severely fucked me up. But, like, I was one of those girls who was going to start an OnlyFans the day she turned 18. It was a huge joke in the BCC that I was going to make my OnlyFans the day I turned 18. And I did, and it got approved. So I do have an OnlyFans account that I can choose to start posting on any time. But I'm the just, like... The thing about OnlyFans... Like, I want people to understand, OnlyFans isn't only sexual content, though. Like, you can post other stuff on there. Y'all want to cook with hair on a hook? Subscribe to my OnlyFans. <laughs> What you cooking? Shut up. We we making lasagna seafood there. Boil? Oh, we could make seafood boil. I, I will subscribe the... to your OnlyFans just to see videos of you making seafood boil as long seafood as you boil? like mail me some. Okay. Okay. I gotta mail my shit to Florida. Ooh. <laughs> Florida. I don't know how I feel about Florida now, but okay. Okay. But yeah, like you really gotta prove that early. Wow. Like, I know a whole bunch of people that have, like, been waiting to try to get approval from OnlyFans and this shit not working. When I tell you, I'll, I will find 
the DM after the podcast. When I tell you that I got approved the day I turned 18. That's concerning. The thing about it is just like, this is just kind of like my opinion, but I feel like only fans should wait till the till people are 19. Because of like is that Joe did the same thing as soon as he turned 18. Well, not as soon, but like a few weeks. I think it was a month after he turned 18. He did it as a joke and he didn't get approved. Oh. It's like the thing is like I rather I wish only fans, like I say, I'm all here for like sex workers of sex worker positive. I really wish that only fans would like change it to 19 because so many it's disgusting because like I see so many like when a girl finally turned 18 she's like a legal adult but she ain't no different than what she was when she was 17 and yeah. it be so many creepy people in the comments talking about I've been waiting for this one and I was like so you admitted that you had a crush on a kid there you admitted that you had a crush on a kid you're gross you're disgusting like, I, don't know. I never had that despite the fact that I would purposely put myself in I guess like very sexual situations with like older guys I never had that where there were people de- deliberately waiting for me to turn 18 so they could legally see my bob and vagine which in hindsight is a good thing but at the time that would really make me sad and like hurt my self-esteem it made me feel like like wow I was I really am ugly I really am undesirable if like no one no one wants me when yeah. I was young, like beat me down and like, it's weird to think about it reminded me of like my post that I made on Instagram today where I was talking about like pretty no I read it yesterday about pretty privilege and I did want to make a point on there about how only fans like who's the most successful uh only fans those people look a certain way like people don't seem to get that like well Belle Delphine just looks like a kid but yeah like it's great we're going to talk about that another day I have so many issues with Belle Delphine I might make I might, I have a video planned for after this week's video, and I think I might change it to make a video about Belle Delphine and why she is a problem. Why her entire existence is, like, fucking things up for women like you and me, who are also nerdy and yeah. also are in that same sphere, and yeah. it is making men view us in a certain way. It's and really it's weird, up. like... It's just like the like the glamorization of like OnlyFans. I wish people would understand that like sex work is not easy. Like the same way I wish people would stop thinking YouTube is easy. I wish people would stop thinking podcasting is easy. I wish people would stop thinking running your own business is easy. It's like literally none of this stuff it's that everybody glamorized. Yeah, like it's still I say a it's job. Unlike a job where you have someone else managing you and someone else planning your schedule and someone else planning your hours, you are doing that for yourself. You are your you're someone who's organized or someone who has a lot of motivation it's hard yeah and it is hard to get yourself up and do that it's not easy it's just like having a nine-to-five job except you have no solid hours and you might not even you're not even guaranteed profit that's what kind of sucks about like being a content creator you really are your like it's just you it's just you and then it's hard to trust people because if you want to hire an assistant or things like that, you got to be worried about how they're going to work with you. Like, you literally got to be on your A-game all the time. And that's why I'm just like, I hate when I want, like, this is, like, something that I've been struggling with. If I want to take a break, literally something will happen on the day of my break. And I'm like, well, got to get back to work. I got to fix this. I got to do that. I got to answer this email. It's really frustrating. It's kind of like it feels like you're working all the time when you work from home. I was planning to take a break after that Animal Crossing video and be like, okay, that's it. That's that's it for the year. And yeah. then I start looking more into it. And the deeper I went down the rabbit hole, I'm just like, oh, shit. Your girl, Nanurl, coming back to YouTube <laughs> to talk that smack. I cannot believe this is going on. Like, it made me mad because, like, after I brought that witch video, people would not leave me alone. I was like, okay, which is the last video of the year? Bye. And I was like, do y'all not understand that YouTube is not all I do? I am a college kid. I am making my own show. I have a podcast. I'm doing my own business. Like, do y'all not understand? YouTube is not all I do. Like, I, and I, had a, I have a part-time job on the weekends, and then I also work on set. Like... I'm a busy girl. Like, YouTube is just kind of, like, my thing I do. And then I have a whole bunch of other, like, side hustles and things like that. I w- And it's like, I was trying to focus on those other things. Because the main reason why, I really just wanted to take a break. But me being such, like, a busy body and having such a busy mind, I couldn't really 
me take a break. So I was like, you know what? Just kind of push YouTube away for a I minute. I felt so empty when I legitimately took my break after I uploaded my last oh, yep. video MP. of the year. Yeah. I felt like I wanted to start making videos the next day. And yeah. I'm just like, no, I need, sometimes I feel like I need to force myself to take a break because I hate just Same. like being Same. alone and being in my own thoughts and not doing anything and just relaxing because it makes me feel lazy and then I feel bad for being lazy Same. when in reality I'm just supposed to be enjoying that time because it's a break oh yeah that's me like right now because I talked I was telling you earlier about how I want to take a break tomorrow and then I was like well you literally started working on your Scooby-Doo Zombie Island video today you need to go finish it that's like it's really frustrating like I like I said I love YouTube I love what I do but it like when I was on my little break at the end of the year and people were still bothering me trying to ask me to do videos and things like that. And I was like, do y'all not understand it? It is the holiday season. Let me breathe. Like, yeah. it's, it's really frustrating. So I It was so great coming back after my break and seeing, like, all the death threats and, like, rude DMs I got over that, over my first Animal Crossing video. Because I oh, will no. admit, I had some pretty shit takes in that first Animal Crossing video I filmed at four in the morning when I was hardly a awake and barely had a script written. We'll say pretty shitty takes, but these people did not watch the 45 minute video I put out pretty much saying, yeah, I completely changed my mind after doing a little more research because when I made that video, it was the same day the controversy happened and looking more into it and doing more research, I realized I was wrong, but no, I guess niggas can't see, niggas can't hear. Niggas don't read. As the quote from the Wacky Deli, they didn't even have to read. They just had to put their headphones in and listen. Hold on, let's say it at the same time. One, two, three. Niggas, niggas can't don't read. read. Wait, are you saying niggas can't read or niggas don't read? <laughs> Is it can't or don't? It's niggas don't read. Okay, let's try it again. Okay, one, two, three. Niggas, niggas don't, don't read. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like... I told people I was taking a break. They didn't care. They they don't read. Like, it's something that happened today on my newest video where this girl tried to go off of me saying that I said the song was bad. And I was like, I literally said I liked all the songs in Wicked World, ma'am. You don't listen. That <laughs> happened with my doll video. They were just like, oh, why do you hate dolls so much? I'm just like, I literally talked about how important all of these brands are and how much I like them and how I really want to be a pin-jointed doll collector and have the largest collection of dolls of color in the world. That is like one of my biggest goals to be like, have the largest collection of dolls of color, not just like black dolls, but Asian dolls, Hispanic and Latino dolls. Like this is why it's important to watch the whole video. I wish people understand it. It's important to watch the entire video because a lot of content creators, we put our ending thoughts and conclusions at the end to let people know how we feel about it overall. But people don't want to hear it. People don't want to hear it. They don't. That's why I pushed YouTube away because, like, when I did that, I wanted to, like, take a break from, like, the thing that was putting so much strength on me. Like I said, I love YouTube, but, like, it's so many issues with it. And it was still causing stress on me because I was like, I want to go ahead and get my shop started up. I want to start working on my inventory and things like that. But, like, my phone kept going off, YouTube comments, and I'm just like, I'm, I'm done. Just really I do not. Down. I used to read every comment and reply to all of them. I literally dread reading comments on videos now. My YouTube comment section is hail. Uh, hail. My followers are so mean to me. So many of them are mean to me. I oh. love the nice ones. The nice ones are pretty good, but then so many of them are mean. And I'm like, and it's like, I can see you. Because you know how you can go through your comments and it'll show you who's like a public subscriber and things like that? I can see you! I yeah. can subscribe to me! But speaking of this, this is like a good way to get into like our next question. Because you mentioned yeah. your dolls. Um, what is your favorite doll line from the 2000s? And then what's your favorite one from now? Okay, I have to, I, I'm actually going to like Google this to see if it's a 2000s doll line. Okay, I'm going to keep the audience entertained while you um, sit okay. there and Google. Um, so, um, Kayla loves dolls. And we literally like had a whole conversation going off about how the doll, the Bratz dolls are like really over sexualized. And there's like one scene from the Bratz TV show where Jade is wearing lingerie. And mind you, that Jade is like 15, 16. So it's really, really um, weird. Um, one thing I can't stand about a lot of like children's dolls is that the girls look like adults. Fine, they look like adults. But then when you actually find out they're teenagers, it, it's weird. It's really, really gross. It's really, really gross. 
Okay, so unfortunately, my favorite doll line I thought was from the early 2000s is not, but I guess I would have to say probably either the Disney Princess Precious, I think they were called, no, the Disney Princess favorite moments, like mini dolls, they were like Polly Pocket size, and they had like rubber clothes, I like those a lot, and then specifically the Barbie Island Princess and Barbie 12 Dancing Princesses dolls those are like my favorites to play with but I guess my favorite doll of all time that I played with from that era was Groovy Girls but Groovy Groovy Girls debuted in 1998 so technically not a oh, 2000s. It's, it's Y2K 98 is like Y2K so it kind oh I was born in 98. Oh, I actually have a Groovy Girl with me I brought her with me because she is the darkest doll that I have and the first Groovy Girl that I got and I brought her to college with me along with a Colombian doll from Colombia from my grandmother to have like my black side and my Colombian side with me while I'm away from home. Oh, how sweet. And there's a lot of diversity. There's, they're more than just fashion dolls. They have like specific types of dance they do or specific types of careers they're interested in. Like each doll is themed to one thing and has like one specific person person purpose person person about and i loved that about groovy girls yeah everybody knows my favorite dolls um because of my scene you know my scene hit different i don't know i always kind of like compared myself to my scene because i was like my features on me my face features aren't subtle like a barbie doll but they're not super strong like a bright doll and i was like it's like a perfect medium so i was like nicole you look like a mycene doll and ever since i came to the conclusion that i look like a mycene doll when i was in high school i've been obsessed it's weird oh my god wait you do kind of look like a mycene doll i actually have a mycene doll that i'm planning to restore soon i just need to order hair for her yeah, it's weird what, it's like we have like what do i look like hmm. you fit more okay um <laughs> You know the black the black girl in Barbie Life in the Dream House? Teresa? Yeah, you kinda I don't know, I'm getting <laughs> Teresa vibes from you. I'm getting a bit of Teresa vibes, but I'm also getting a bit of like Monster High. I've I've I can high, see yeah. Monster High, but like specifically Rebecca Steam. Not only is my favorite character, I think we just really look alike. And I yeah, showed my dark. mom and she's like, Wow, you really look like that cartoon robot girl. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. I think it's the way my cheeks are, though. That's why everybody's like, yeah, the mycene dolls, Nicole. I'm like, yeah, yeah. So here's my last question for you. My favorite doll line from now, which is Rainbow High. Rainbow High. I started my collection of, and I love you. Oh, yeah, I got, oh, I got Nanero some Rainbow High dolls for Christmas because I love her. I love you. I ain't never going to stop loving you, bitch. (laughs) I love you, bitch. Okay, no. Here's my last question for the evening. We have to bring the podcast to a close. I'm mad. I love talking. I, I could literally talk to all y'all every day. Like every, I got so sad when I closed it out with Kiki. I got so sad when I closed it out with Joe because I, I can literally sit and talk to you guys all day. Right. But you know, we talk to each other all night. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's next for Nanero? Um, currently, I have a video coming up talking about my college experience being on campus in a pandemic and kind of my struggles. In a panoramic? In a panoramic? Yeah, in that. The panoramic. And my struggles with that. And um, after that, I might actually make a video about Belle Delphine. I'm pretty sure that video is going to do well because Belle, it's Belle Delphine. I had a, a different video plan, but the more I think about it, the more I'm like, oh, I have to make this video or my head's going to explode. And then after those two videos are released, the project that I'm most excited about is coming out and it's going to be called The Closet of a Nerdy Black Girl, where I go in detail about my favorite things that I have in my closet, how I grew into my own style. And I'll be unboxing the first dark skin Rainbow High doll, which is Crystal Bailey. And Ooh. I will be unboxing some pieces from my favorite Black-owned businesses that I was finally able to support at the beginning of this year. So I am super excited about that. And I can't wait to see it. So I'm going to repeat the Descendants quote of the day. You ready for this one? Okay. The Descendants quote of the day is, I'm the queen of this town. And the reason why I picked that quote, because I have a queen with with me here today. That's why I picked that quote. (laughs) Aww. 
Yeah. It reminds me of when I was in middle school and I was obsessed with Ruby and I would run around the school going like, <laughs> I'm the castle. I'm the queen I'm of the, the castle. castle. I'm the queen of the castle. <laughs> you know, have you ever heard Six the Musical? Huh? You never heard of Six the Musical? No. Oh, this is song. Oh, Six the Musical was like, I'm the queen of the castle. But say bye to um the pirate ship. No, they roll. Bye. I will have all of her social media linked in the description box for this episode. So yeah. She's just over here dancing right now. It's just like, yeah, but it was a joy to have you. Thank you for it coming on my podcast, The Memoir of a Disunderstand. Thank you for coming. It was a joy to have you. And I would love to bring you back Mwah. one day on here. I'd love to be back. I'll be back whenever y'all want me here. I am Harriana Hook. And thank you for listening to the memoir of a descendant stand.